Amy, on this podcast, we try to always offer useful takeaways. And if you learn nothing else from us, learn this useful parenting lesson by Pampers Cruisers 360. Pampers Cruisers 360 are the ultimate parent hack, the best diaper to use as soon as your baby starts standing or walking. Instead of ordinary diaper tabs, they have a unique 360-degree stretchy waistband that moves with your wild child. Pampers Cruisers 360 makes it so easy to change your baby. Who probably doesn't stop moving just because they need a diaper changed? Just slide on to apply and away they go. And fear not, parents. Pampers Cruisers 360 offers an up to 100% leak-free fit, and they just got even better with a new blowout barrier. Need we say more? For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician-recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Then redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupons, savings, and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers cash has no cash value. Socks are the worst. What fresh hell. Laughing in the face of motherhood. That looks like old meatball in there, and it's gross. With Margaret Abels and Amy Wilson. You can't argue with the whiteboard. A podcast that solves today's parenting dilemmas so you don't have to. This will save you a trip to the urgent care. Hey, everybody. Welcome to What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. This is Amy. And this is Margaret. And today we're starting off with... Mailbag. Mailbag. Featuring our new mailbag sound effect from... I love it so much. From Janelle. From Janelle, Chicago harpist Janelle. And our mailbag comes from Christy on our Facebook group who says, I got your back, Margaret. The real world slogan is, what happens when people stop being polite and start getting real? And I could not come up with slogan for the real world the other day. (laughs) That's what it was. We were talking about in terms of being diverse. Somehow we led to the real world. (laughs) Yeah, we decided the real world was our experience in diversity. And we were like, when people stop doing something and start getting real, polite, of course. And I will say, Christy and Halston, a lot of feedback, shock that you had never watched the real world, Amy. Not even mad, just shocked. Just, I don't understand it. Guys, I remember it. I mean, I was alive. I remember, you know, the world really wanted me to watch it. I'm like, I don't think that shows for me. You just rejected it. Yeah. Do you do Real Housewives? Oh, yes. I mean, I, we've talked about this. I've stopped watching it because I feel like it's not good for me. You know, it's like dyes and food. Like, I'm probably better off without the Real Housewives in my life. But yes, I used to watch certain varieties. Interesting. But the real world, which really like created the genre of reality television. I just skipped it. Yeah. I don't know. I escaped its orbit. Yeah. Wow. Sorry, guys. Well, we all make our choices in this life, Amy. (laughs) We all make our choices. Maybe you were not watching bad reality TV because you were trying to make your life easier and more streamlined. Oh, my gosh. Do you see how I'm trying to segue to our topic? Yes. You're segueing to super awesome mom hacks, which is our topic for today. We need an easy one. We need some easy, easy wins. Super awesome mom hacks is what we're talking about today. We went to our Facebook group and we said, what makes life just a little tiny bit easier for you? And y'all came through. Can I give you one of my own? That's very useful to me in these long days. Please start us strong. I saw this like on Pinterest or something and it's changed my life. You know how like you close your blackout curtains or whatever you have, but there's still like a line of light that kind of peeks through or maybe it's your kid's room. 
that little sunbeam that wakes you up from a nap. Do I ever. Here's what you do. This was supposedly for a hotel. I'm doing it now every night in my own room. You take one of those pants hangers that, you know, hang up pants. So they have like clips on them that hang up like skirts or pants. Yes. You know, turn it vertically, clip, use that to clip the curtains together across that gap that doesn't quite work. Like, I swear to God, we have right now one of those hangers on the floor right by our curtains so that when we go to bed, we can clip the curtains shut and we, we don't have that weird line coming in and waking us up. I made when my kids were young, I have a kid who's got some sensory stuff. And one of the ways it first manifested was that, you know, any glimpse of light in the morning would wake him up. Right. And so I made blackout. We had picture like long horizontal windows kind of, you know, and they were at the top kind of of the room. And I made... You would have to have smallish windows, which were in this room. I made like a picture frame and I covered it with blackout curtain material and I Velcroed it to the window. Can you picture what I'm talking about? Yes. And then eventually my husband made little hinges so it could pop out like a shutter. But I made completely window covering blackout, like a framed (laughs) picture that covered the entire window with blackout tape. It was intense, but it worked. It sounds intense. Yeah. So the hanger is like, it makes me happy every night that I have this little tiny hack that's changed my life. That keeps your room. It's like there was a movie a long time ago with Robin Williams and Robert De Niro. People think I imagined this movie, but it was called Insomnia. And it was it happens in Alaska during the midnight sun. And a lot of the scenes are him. Guys, she imagined this movie. <laughs> this might have been a fever dream that I had. But duct tape and garbage bags over the windows. There are just some people who really need a dark room to sleep in. That's me. I like a dark room to sleep in, but I don't even have curtains at my window. It doesn't. The sun doesn't wake me up. It just doesn't wake you. Yeah. No, I'm hypersensitive that way. I just sleep with a pillow over my head and that's fine. Let's move to some of our listeners because we got some good ones here. This is one that I can really stand behind. Kate says the way she gets her kids to behave is to make everything a club. Kate is the mama five. She says this works well when you start with kids under five. You can have the good eaters club, the self buckler club in the car, the teeth brusher club. Who's a member? That's funny. I used to do something like this when my kids were little. I would do super awesome guy. Like the first person to have their shoes on and be ready by the door is super awesome guy. And it lasted like they were older than you might think than, you know, to battle to be super awesome guy. The first one to have their seatbelts buckled. And if there were ever any tears... Then I would just be like, okay, the next person to do it is also totally awesome guy or like <laughs> worthy of great merit guy. And then that would be fine because they they'd win their own award. It motivates them. I totally agree. You are big. And I think you convinced me of this, that buy-in. Yes. This is something in improv and comedy. A lot of times we talk about like commit to the bit, like Everything you do on a stage is inherently ridiculous. Like you're pretending to be something you're not, whether or not you're an actor. But especially with comedy, it's like if you don't believe in it, if you say the funniest thing in the world, nobody's going to go there with you. And you talk a lot about that with kids. Like buy-in is 90% of the game. Yep, exactly. That if you can sell them that it's like 
the super fun green bean dinner that you're going to do better than like, I guess, try these, you know? Yeah, it requires like zero. You don't need the Velcro and the tape. It doesn't require any craft supplies. It just requires you on the fly being like, and I came up with super awesome guy out of desperation. I was driving my kids on the highway. I couldn't get the DVD player going. We were in a hub lane, so I couldn't exit. You know what I mean? And they were fighting. And I just said, the first one to see a truck is a super awesome guy. And it totally worked. So, you know, desperation leads to some great ideas. I love it. I've also never heard hov lane. We would say H-O-V lane. (laughs) Two kinds of people. I love this one, too. Nicole said she tried so many charts, incentive programs, etc. for her kids to work on. She says they're elementary school aged. They work with varying success. The most effective so far is iPad tokens, little circles that Nicole made and laminated that say, I've earned 10 minutes of iPad time. I hand them out for staying in bed until 7 a.m., completing household jobs, controlling their hands, and then the kids cash them in during allowed screen times. Love it. Mm -hmm. I am still to this day using my beloved whiteboard, which I've talked about a million times. For me, the whiteboard was always like, here's what the day looks like. You can have an hour and a half of screens. And now my kids are playing. They're older. They're playing more elaborate games and stuff. They're not just kind of like watching a cartoon or something. And so I'm like, knock yourself out on screens. But then you've got to do a half an hour of outdoor play. Then you've got to do a half an hour of reading and the checklists. And I'm doing also... We're having a little problem with backtalk in my house Ooh. right now, Amy. That may surprise you now that I have twins. It's not even backtalk. It's just, we have to do a whole episode on this. I don't want to be talked to like I'm an idiot in my home. Yep. I just will not have yep. it. It will not stand. It is a hill I will die on. And that is not going great when I have a 13-year-old and an 11-year-old. I mean, the you are an idiot is just the default tone of voice that they employ whenever talking to me. I mean... I can almost laugh about it. What was I asking the other day? You know, oh, well, you know, Kirsten said this. I said, oh, who's Kirsten? Oh, like you idiot. (laughs) You don't know Kirsten from the seventh grade. I'm like, no, I don't know anybody. What? Like the things, I don't know if they think I know these things or they just enjoy talking to me like I'm a moron. But anyway, I have started a five strike system. I started at three strikes and that it was a little too few. (laughs) Everybody was striking out. If you talk to me five times like that during a day... I put an X on the board and you're off screens for the rest of the night. I just, I'm not going to have it. This reminds me of the Sideways Tales from Wayside School book, which are fabulous for kids. And she has, the teacher writes the word discipline on the blackboard. When somebody does something they're not supposed to do, she just writes the word discipline. And then the next time, you know, Bradford's name or Bobby's name or whoever gets written on the blackboard under the word discipline. And that's all that ever happens. Nothing ever happens. Just having your name up there. I will say like the whiteboard, the iPad tokens, I'm kind of contradicting what I said a few minutes ago, but having that physical thing, you can't argue with the whiteboard, right? Even for teenagers, like you have to do these five things today and here's the list and there's the whiteboard. The key is like neutral space because what happens otherwise is, oh, you know, Kristen said that. Who's Kristen? Mom, how could you be so stupid not to know Kristen? And I'm like, don't talk to me that way. I'm not talking to you like that at all. It just you get it stops you from like getting into the back and forth. Don't talk to me that way. What way? That way you're talking to me. I'm not doing anything. It's just it's happening. <laughs> There's no happiness in getting into a verbal altercation with 
a 12 year old, but being talked to like a moron is my kryptonite. And so I have to find a solution for it. I can't let it go. All right. Well, we want to come up with some more solutions here for, I don't know if we have any more behavior solutions. Clearly, Amy, we need a whole separate episode. Yes. Dealing with my issues with my children and they're talking. But for now, let's just concentrate on some good, useful hacks. Some other hacks. Okay, let's move to some diaper potty training hacks because there are some really good ones here. I am learning. This is a today I learned for me. Kimberly says the onesie, you guys, is cut in a way it slides down. Like, can you picture the baby's onesie, how it has sort of... A the folds at the shoulder. Fold over the shoulder. Yeah. That's so you don't have to take it off of their head. You can slide it down. Rachel says, I did not know this until my youngest was out of diapers. It has become my mission to tell every pregnant woman this. Thanks, Rachel. We should have you as a guest. (laughs) We need to amplify this message. (laughs) We, one of my kids had field day and they were talking about somebody slid across the ground or something. And he was like, you know, they fell on their butt and then the dirt went all the way up their back. And he was like, it looked really funny, but he didn't want to say it. it was like, like they pooped all the way from their butt all the way up to their neck. And he's like, yeah, but that's, I mean, it looked like that, but it was only funny because it was not impossible. And I was like, oh, wait till you have a baby. You will learn that that is in fact quite possible. Yeah. Sometimes while you're holding them, right? You're like, what is that on my arm? What happened there? Mm-hmm. In the two kinds of people episode, we discussed people who cut the onesie off and people who do not. I'm team cut the onesie off. Yeah, I think that's an important moment to remember. This thing costs a $1.99 max and like they'll make more. You can have more. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of downsides to disposable world, but one of the upsides is that you have more onesies. Laura has a diaper trick. She says, while you're changing the diaper, unfold a new diaper underneath the diaper that you're changing. Worst case scenario, you throw away two diapers instead of one. I think she's talking about when they're really little and they like go when you have their diaper off for some reason. That seems to be. Or the spillage, let's just say that like if stuff is wrong, that catch it. Then you're not. Then instead of changing the diaper pad, you're throwing away an extra diaper. Yeah. And Sarah says she uses puppy training pads, which again, like just because they're called puppy, it's just a big piece of cotton it's a potty training pad it could use for anybody it's a diaper yeah it's just a pad so you can put it underneath in the crib you can put it underneath the crib sheet she says she uses it on the changing table because it protects the changing table and then you know if you do have a mess you can leave it there until it gets dirty and then you just throw the whole thing away we had a tip on another episode we did a long time ago and i still think about it didn't know about it when my kids were little and wish i did it's puppy training pad sheet puppy training pad sheet, puppy training Mm. pad sheet. And that's how you make the crib up so that when they have an accident during the night, you just pull the top layer off and then they're back on a regular sheet. You're not changing the crib sheet at night. Oh my God. There's nothing worse than you have to start like tugging on the corners of the mattress, like reaching over the crib down way down into it to pull up the edges of the thing yeah with the baby no oh I was definitely there were definitely times where I was like okay you're just sleeping on like the crinkly mattress topper because I can't <laughs> there's it. no way I'm changing a crib sheet first of all changing a crib sheet is like you would have to put the baby on the floor it's ridiculous Kelly says I want to give this one a shout out too she says make sure you have one of these puppy training pads just keep one in your diaper bag so that when you're changing kids like in a gas station or something like that you have a uh, clean surface Yeah, I mean, they sell like big plastic ones that you can wipe down and put down, but possibly the disposables are maybe the way to go. I bet the puppy training pads are probably cheaper. Okay, we'll be right back with more super awesome mom hacks. Margaret, exciting news. I am about to have a new baby nephew, and believe it or not, this will be my 13th 
nephew. Amy, you're ready to give up your amateur status. You're a pro (laughs) aunt at this point. Our family has seen a lot of babies. And as soon as they start standing or walking, I send them all a whole lot of Pampers Cruisers 360. Pampers Cruisers 360 don't have ordinary diaper tabs. Instead, they have a unique 360-degree stretchy waistband that moves with your newly mobile little one. Pampers Cruisers 360 offer a gap-free fit that is up to 100% leak-proof, crucial once your baby is quite literally up and at them. And that gap-free fit helps prevent your baby from taking off their diaper, a habit you do not want them to get into. You can say that again. And Pampers Cruisers 360 just got even better with a new blowout barrier. Need we even elaborate on the need for that, friends? For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Then redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers cash has no cash value. More and more, you hear about the importance of electrolytes as part of staying hydrated because you need the sodium and the potassium, not just the water. And whether you're looking to hydrate during a workout, while traveling, or at the end of a long night, Sports Research Hydrate Electrolytes have got you covered with over 65 trace minerals, 7 essential vitamins, and coconut water powder. Crisp and refreshing and without any sugar, this is hydration powered by Sports Research. They're little packets you can just grab and take with you to mix into your water bottle on the go. My favorite flavor so far, Amy, gotta be the cherry pomegranate. Interesting. My high schooler likes the lemon lime, and she keeps a few handy in her backpack for days that she has practiced after school. These electrolytes have the sodium and the potassium that you need to go with it in the optimal ratio for daily hydration. Visit sportsresearch.com and use code WHATFRESH at checkout for 50% off your purchase of Hydrate. That's sportsresearch, S-P-O-R-T-S-R-E-S-E-A-R-C-H, sportsresearch.com, and use code WHATFRESH for 50% off your Hydrate electrolytes order. Okay, we're back. Amy, let's talk about pacifier weaning. I think you have a good pacifier weaning hack. I do. And I might have told this once long ago, but I'll tell it again. So I had told my son, part of the tip is wait until your kid is definitely, definitely way too old to be doing this thing. And then it's easier to get it away from them. I didn't get my kid off a pacifier until his third birthday at night. He didn't have it like walking around, but he had it at night in his bed. He had his pacifier until his (laughs) third birthday because he wanted it because he was a child. But I told him that once you turn three, your big boy three-year-old teeth make it so you can't use a pacifier anymore. So we were counting down like 12, you know, the two weeks, 12 days, whatever, till his birthday, in 12 more days, your big boy teeth are going to put a hole in your pacifier. And then on his third birthday, you know, we cut a, use the scissors to snap the tip off the pacifier before we gave it to him at bedtime. And my husband and I had all worked out like, you spend the night on the couch with him tonight. I'll do tomorrow night. Like we had planned the first week of who was going to switch off the tears and sleepless nights that would ensue. And he would just put it in his mouth. And he's like, this one broken. And I was like, oh, it's happened. It's your three-year-old teeth. They are too big for the pacifier. And now, and he said, oh, I don't want it. And he handed it to me and went to bed. And he never used one again. <laughs> That's classic. Yeah. I have the reverse tip, though. There are kids who 
like specific pacifiers, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it's like bottles. I don't know what the magic or mouth shape or DNA, you know, whatever happens that there are certain pacifiers. My kid, I don't even remember what kind they were now, but I remember there was one brand of pacifier it was the only brand my kid would take. And I think my kid was much younger, probably one. And I decided, Ugh, let's just get rid of the pacifiers. And I had read in a book like, oh, the pacifier fairy and whatever, you throw them away and... Let me tell you, about 3 a.m., I realized I had made a horrible mistake and I did not have any pacifiers. I would, when you're getting rid of the pacifiers, keep some hidden away because you may have Amy's experience or you may have my experience. Yeah. And mine was like, I've made a horrible mistake. And I think in general, when you get rid of things, another classic example, and there are, you can read the stories on the internet about people going through garbage dumps looking for blankie. When your kid is ready to get rid of blankie, Put it in the attic for a year. Mm-hmm. Don't throw anything away that your kid says they're ready to get rid of. If you think you're done with bottles, great. Put them on a high shelf of the closet. But you don't want to find out the hard way that your kid on a Tuesday who said that they were ready to get rid of Blankie has spent three nights screaming and crying for Blankie. Like, uh. they'll survive it, but I would not commit to the garbage can with anything. I would commit to a hiding place. That reminds me, the blanky thing reminds me of another hack I had that really worked. My youngest, when I used to go away at any point, she'd get really, really upset. She really had a hard time with it. So I would give her blanky again, like out of desperation, like, don't worry, I was going to be gone for four days or something. I'm going to kiss blanky. Watch this. I'm kissing blanky eight times, one for each morning and one for each night. So you're going to, you know, go to sleep with the kiss from mommy and you're going to wake up with the kiss from mommy. And she loved it and took it very seriously. The only problem was I didn't let my spouse in on this very important thing that was happening. And he washed the blanky while I was gone. And so to her, like the magic, you, you wash the kisses off. The magic was disappeared. It really helped her. And Kate said something related that when she goes away, she draws a little heart on her child's hand so that they'll have something from her when she's gone. I thought that was sweet. Again, like ritual helps. Ritual really helps. And also like tweet, tweet, right? Like kids will survive losing their blankie or you going away. Like I get it. I'm team tweet, tweet on this. Like let's not get too precious. Well, I went, right? Like, yeah. But if it makes it a little bit easier and it's low buy-in and low effort, I'm all for it. Why not? Mm-hmm. Ashley has one that has it used to consume my life. Our library has been closed ever since the pandemic, but they're still not reopened. But have a separate place for the library books. She has a library books don't leave the living room rule. I have spent so many countless hours of my life that I will never get back searching for library books. I have paid to replace a book at the library and then found it a month later. Like my kids on an acting resume, it says special skills. Like if you know how to sword fight or speak a different language under their special skills section is losing library books. They're champions. at it, (laughs) And so we now have a designated, it's not even a bookshelf. It's a place in our kitchen on the island that's a little nook and I put label tape down and it says library books and that's where the library books go. And so I'll check it every couple of days and I'm like, we're missing all of a kind family, you know, the sequel and everybody go find it because 
And then when it's library day, I pick up those books and I bring them back. Same the school library books. You know, my kids have library day where it's Tuesday. They have to bring their book back. Every Tuesday morning is chaos. I have a funny school library story. So one day I'm cleaning my kids' rooms. They were little. And I found a book under the bed that definitely didn't belong to. I mean, I hadn't bought the book, you know, so I wasn't sure how this book had come into my house. It was like, lizards are amazing. I don't remember what it was. Some like, science-y book. <laughs> Sounds good. And so at dinner, I'm like, whose book is this? Lizards are amazing. And the kids are like, I don't know. It's not mine. It's not mine. I'm like, well, how did it get into our house? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. And one of them was like, it's funny because their kindergarten teacher, she was just saying today, there's a book missing from this classroom. And where is it? And that book was also called Lizards are Amazing. And he like totally didn't make the connection. Like, like, this is that book. I don't think so. I'm like, I'm pretty sure this is the missing school library book. Do they print out? Do you get a printout from the library that with the receipt of everything you're taking out? Like, I don't get that from school but I would get it from like our local library. Like if you take out 12 books, they give you a receipt. There's an app for that. <gasps> it's an app on my phone. See how old I am? Yeah. All right. At least you know that you're missing. You're not wondering what's missing. Yeah. There's an app for that. So I just look at my app and it's like, okay, these are the 12 books we have out because I have three kids and sometimes they each get three books and, you know, it's nine books and then there's the books from school. And so, yes, those books must be cared for and looked after in a different way. Mm-hmm. I love it. Because I was really tired of buying like Busy Town Goes to Work <laughs> and then finding Busy Town Goes to Work right? Like, a month later after I'd already paid the replacement fee for Busy Town Goes to Work. This is a truly awesome hack, I think. Diva says she cleans the bathroom while the kids are in the bathtub. If you have splashers like me, it makes it easier to mop. Once the kids are out, you rinse out the tub and your mop and you use your mop to clean the tub. Done. So simple, but so genius. Another hack that I have is just never clean your bathroom. That also works. (laughs) That's a time saver right there. Yeah, it helps with the people around. Like when you're cleaning up people's mess and sometimes they don't know that it's a mess because they don't clean it up. It helps to let the kids bathroom, speaking with as a mother of two teenage boys, to get to a point that's really, truly like, wow, look what happens when nobody cleans a bathroom. Do you see all of this? I won't go into too much detail, but like, do you see all of this surrounding area? That's what's happening. Yeah. No, it's definite. I have two boys who share a bathroom. And my rule is when I can smell your bathroom, when I'm walking by on the staircase, it's time for someone to get in there and clean it. (laughs) It's time to clean the bathroom. Time to clean. But I love the idea of doing it when you have to be in there anyway. I think that times and days for stuff, we have been having a really significant problem in my house of personal cleanliness and hygiene. Mm. And just especially as the pool starts to open, the kids kind of, they have to shower before they get in the pool. But that doesn't involve like shampoo. They're just rinsing off. And then as we discussed, we bought a hot tub. They're in and out of water a lot. And then somehow that has negated any need to actually shower. And I will notice that like one of my kids' hair has the consistency of like a bird's nest. And I think, oh, you haven't showered in I don't know how long. I'm thinking maybe 10 days because they don't really smell because they're in chlorine a lot, you know? Do they sit around in the damp bathing suits or they did leave the damp bathing suits in a pile on the floor? What happens to those? They do take the bathing suits off because I guess I kind of insist on that. But they no, I hang up the bathing suits has become a rallying cry. But this thing of just missing showers. And so we decided that Wednesday and Sundays, everyone takes a shower. Okay. And so (laughs) I don't have to have this thing of like every day keeping track of who's showered when. And also we do usually Saturday morning cleanup. And so setting days helps the phenomenon of like we're just sliding into absolute chaos. 
it also solves a phenomenon of like, did you take a shower? Like, mom, get all, I will. Like, yes, but I asked you yesterday. Why do you keep asking me? Because you keep not taking a shower when you move to today is Wednesday. It's wash your hair Wednesday. You know, then you can't argue with that. You can't argue with the calendar. You can argue with mom but not the calendar. Amy and I talk a lot when running our business of the podcast about like how many touches something takes, right? We're always trying to cut down on like, okay, then I send an email, then you follow up, then this. And it was like, there's too many touches on this particular thing. And that is a good rule as your kids become teenagers is like less touches. Wednesday is shower day means like exactly what Amy's saying. I'm not having 14. Did you shower? Will Mm -hmm. you shower? When will you shower? How about after dinner? What about that shower? Like that's too many touches on Mm -hmm. it. Wednesday is shower day. So like, hey, you have to go to bed at nine. If you want screens, you better take a shower now because otherwise you're not going to have screens. It's Wednesday shower night. Let's talk about some of the stuff you can get off season that is totally useful. Kelly says she buys holiday pajamas for everybody, but she does it like in January, so they go on clearance. She says she gets sets for $5. And then she also gets like Halloween pajamas and Valentine's pajamas, but she gets them for the next year. This involves a little closet organizing. You have to know where they are 11 months from now. This is not a tip for me. I'm not available for this tip. I am not organized enough. Like, my only tip would be like no themed clothing because I am constantly like, oh gosh, here's the black cat dress that is so cute for my nine-year-old on Halloween. And then I'm like, I have to put it somewhere special so we remember to wear it on Halloween. And then inevitably we do not wear it on Halloween Mm -hmm. and the thing, the cycle starts again. And it's certainly... I feel like my life is moving themed clothing around. I will say my hack is I put all the Christmas theme clothing in the Christmas basket so it comes out when the decorations come out right I maybe should do that with the Halloween theme clothing too like because we do have a box of pumpkins and stuff like maybe keep the theme clothing with the decorations but like we don't decorate for Valentine's Day so if I cannot have Valentine's theme clothing it will never be worn I used to buy when my kids were little would buy Halloween costumes right after Halloween, but not to say for Halloween. My kids just like to wear Halloween costumes around the house. Sure. I got a like a leopard costume from Gap Kids. I swear it was $4.99, I think. Each of my three children wore it. And then it got passed down to a cousin who wore it until it was like capri length and then knee length. Like this $5 leopard costume got so much playtime wear. So I think that's the other thing that's useful is like get the costumes and then use them. Don't save them for Halloween. Let them parade around the house in them. I will say my kids are 12, 11 and nine and we still have a costume box in the playroom and it still gets used Mm -hmm. like Star Wars costumes will still come out for lightsaber battles like the costumes. That's another overall hack is like put stuff in storage and bring it away. You'd be surprised like your 11 year old will play with blocks at a certain point. Like if you rotate stuff or you keep some of that stuff, it goes on longer than you'd imagine. All right. We'll be back with more super awesome mom hacks. Hello, Hellions. You know we listen to a lot of podcasts that aren't our own. And today we want to tell you about a podcast that really speaks to us and will speak to any parent of a child with special education needs. The podcast is called Understood Explains. This season of the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert Juliana Ortube, and it's all about how to navigate individual education plans, also known as IEPs. The latest season of Understood Explains covers topics like how to tell if your child needs an IEP, and it busts common myths about special education. One of my kids has an IEP, and I found this podcast so validating 
and so helpful. I feel better equipped to advocate for my child's educational needs now. This podcast is helpful for parents in many different situations, whether your child already has an IEP or you're just starting to wonder if they might need extra support in the classroom. Juliana has content for kids of all ages and for kids who are learning English as an additional language as well. To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's Understood Explains. Margaret, I've been at the research again, looking into metabolic health, and more importantly, metabolic flexibility, which turns out is the key to improved energy levels, better sleep, better fitness, all the things. And I found out about all this because we got a chance to try Lumen, the first handheld device that helps you manage your metabolic health. Lumen works when you breathe into it. If you do that first thing in the morning or after a workout, Lumen measures your metabolism by measuring the amount of carbon dioxide in your breath. It's science, people. That lets you see exactly what's going on in your body in real time. Then you use Lumen's app to get tailored guidance to improve your sleep, your nutrition, even stress management. If you're interested in figuring out the effects of different sorts of foods on your body, Lumen is a really cool way to see what's actually happening as your body burns different fuel sources. If you want to take the next step in improving your health, go to lumen.me and use Fresh to get $100 off your Lumen. That is L-U-M-E-N dot M-E. Lumen.me and use the code Fresh at checkout for $100 off. Thank you, Lumen, for sponsoring this episode. And now, awesome mom hacks for summer from the What Fresh Hell podcast. Listen, hot dogs are a completely acceptable dinner at least five nights a week. Ice cream is also an acceptable dinner. Also acceptable Tostitos. Totally fine. Anybody who says they're bored has to clean the playroom. Except for mom. Mom is exempted from the boredom rule. Pick a light novel, as in not heavy, because you won't actually be reading it. You'll just be carrying it back and forth to the pool for two months straight. Spray sunscreen directly into your child's mouth on the first day of summer to get them used to the taste. Carefully label your children's clothing for camp so that the kid who takes the sweatshirt home can wonder who the heck is Sophia Conroy every time they wear it for the next year. This has been Awesome Mom Hacks for Summer from the What Fresh Hell podcast. All right, let's talk laundry. Oh, do we? Must we? <laughs> it's a thing. Shelly says she keeps a bottle of laundry stain treatment spray. I love how she went brand neutral there. Laundry wow. stain treatment spray and each of her kids' dressers or closets. When she's changing them into their pajamas, if the clothes have stains, she treats them right there and then she throws them in the hamper. She doesn't have to remember. She doesn't have to walk over to the laundry room and do it. You know, she does it right then. I love that. Again, I must say this is a level of clean children I will never achieve. <laughs> and it seems to me, she's saying her kids were 11 months and three and a half years old, but it seems to me you're, you know, there's no reason my 16-year-old couldn't have some laundry stain treatment spray in his room, right? To, uh, I mean, maybe we'll use it. I don't know. Yeah, it's not a bad idea. I was just folding laundry and my reaction is kind of like, oh, look, this is stained. And I guess my kid will wear it anyway. I don't know. <laughs> my hack with laundry is that I batch laundry. I don't do laundry. I do laundry like once a week, maybe once every 10 days, and then I do everything in the house. I like to have one bad day of laundry, and then I have Real Housewives or something on on the TV while I fold, and I alternate clothes 
and towels. Because then, like, you go to do the folding, and you're like, oh, it's only towels. It's just five minutes of folding them and putting them away. Or sheets. So I alternate, like, a billion socks with towels so that I have a bad fold and then a good fold. Socks are the worst. And I was having so much more trouble than usual with the mismatched socks. Like, I keep a basket in my laundry room for orphan socks. As does everyone, yes. And then about every six months, I just declare bankruptcy and throw them all out, like, if the match hasn't shown up by now. But the amount of mismatched socks had just like hockey sticked upward and I wasn't sure why turns out so my spouse is like a super workout guy and he's always like hurting himself a little bit because he does these you know insane crossfit like push the edges of your physical ability stuff so anyway he ended up having to put like an ankle brace on which I ignore it by the way like it's like you can do your crossfit and I don't want to hear about it and I want to talk about like your elbow that you wrenched doing an optional workout I don't want to hear about it right so he was wearing this ankle thing which I didn't know about because he knew I'd be annoyed that he hurt his ankle so he was wearing two different socks. So like, like, no, this is the end. Like, you're definitely in charge of all your... I'm just going to hand you a basket of your socks because he's actually wearing mismatched socks on purpose that then have to get like matched back up again. My mother-in-law famously once came up from our basement. She was helping with the laundry and she said, oh, good news, the laundry is done. And I was like, the only route to happiness is accepting that the laundry is never done. <laughs> I was saying on another episode that I have come to accept that like, I don't like cooking dinner. I don't want any more suggestions about hacks for how to make the dinner time prep easier. I just don't like cooking dinner. It's something I have to do and I do it. And there may be things that make it marginally easier, but there is no, this is how to make dinner time fun and flawless for me. And the same thing with the socks, because the thing is, yes, you declare bankruptcy, you throw out the socks. And in the very next load, there's unmatched socks. There's unmatched socks. And you kind of then secretly know that you've thrown out some of the matches. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. The very next load has the matches for what you just threw out. <laughs> I have a friend who wrote Sisyphus on her laundry machine, and that's what laundry is. It is Sisyphean. Mm-hmm. It is constant. It is never satisfying. There is no box to check. And I think that freeing yourself from the idea that laundry will be better, it's helpful mentally. I like Shannon's tip. She says, when kids get too big for a bib, we use what we call the spaghetti shirt. It's an old t-shirt or a hand-me-down to be used for messy meals and art projects. We store them in the kitchen drawer and then we wash it with the other cleaning rags so we keep the mess away from regular clothes. Ah, that is a good... I would never thought of that. I love it. I love that it's there in the kitchen with with the cleaning stuff. Love it. And then Hannah says, when the kids are out playing in the snow, she lays a huge beach towel by the door. She has them take off all their wet snow on the towel, takes the boots off, and then wraps the rest of it up in the towel and throws it in the dryer, ready for round two later in the day. Hannah, you're very wise because it's not one and done with going out in the snow either. We finally bought like this crazy giant metal clothing sorter, like a clothing dryer, you know, for drying clothes. Like a rack, you mean? Yeah, it's a big foldable rack. And so we pull that out yeah. in the winter. It lives behind the like lockers and then it comes out and then a heater goes next to it and the clothes all go on there. And I had to do some lessons on like you fold one, you put one thing on at a time and then we put the heater next to it and it dries. I'm like not willing to involve laundry in the snow outings. And so I just, they throw their clothes on there and they're done. All right. Love it. 
Here's a good hack for kids' clothes. Hillary said she had a lot of issues with getting ready in the morning because her daughter couldn't decide what to wear. She put up five hooks on the wall and she hangs up five full outfits on Sunday. She says, including shoes. My kid doesn't have that many pairs of shoes, but I guess if you have options, leave them there. And then the kid can pick from the five outfits. It isn't like this hook is Monday and this hook is Wednesday. It's like any of these five outfits are available. And then by Friday, there's only one outfit. There's only one hook left with clothes on it. And so that's the choice. Choose once. It's very lazy genius. Yeah, that choose once idea from Lazy Genius is so... Just explain choose once very briefly for people who haven't heard it. It is... uh, The Lazy Genius has a website and podcast. We've actually had her on as a guest, so I'll I'll link to her in the show notes. But she talks about choosing once and how that makes things easier. Like for my choose once example is I give the same baby gift. Every time a friend or a colleague or whatever has a baby, I send the same baby gift. It's a monogram baby sweater. And I know what it is. So I don't have to wonder about it. The woman who answers the phone at the store is like, okay, another one. What does it say this time? And you know, give me the address. It's so easy. This is you're deciding once your daughter and you are deciding once a week what outfits are going to happen this week. And then it takes all the grief away of Monday through Friday. Yeah, that really helped me that choose once idea of like, Mm -hmm. okay, choose once. We do Wednesday spaghetti night, you know, like choose once for dinner one night a week. That's taken care of. Like anytime you can make one decision instead of 20 is good. You know, our families got together. We talked about that in the last episode that we had sort of for the first time, our whole families, Margaret, me, our spouses, our kids all in one room. And anyway, your husband brought us a bottle of cider, like sparkling cider, hard cider. Okay, let me just correct you very quickly. My husband handed you a bottle of cider. (laughs) But I'm sure he was in charge of of procuring and chilling. Let me say what didn't happen. That my husband thought, what should we bring with us when we go to visit Amy's family? Oh, should we bring something? Yes, let's do that. What would be? Okay, so shocked. (laughs) My husband handed you a bottle of cider. Okay, you're right. While I was busy putting sunscreen on my children. Go ahead. Continue. It's like him turning on the grill for the yes. cha- the skirt steak you've been marinating all day. Anyway, but you decided once, right? He said, this is the, we buy a case of this every year yes. and we give it to friends and we love this. And that's a decide once right there. Yeah. We go upstate, we get a case. I'll give him a shout out. Fujak sparkling. It's a alcoholic cider and it's nice to bring, especially summer. I don't know. It's nice in the fall. It's just nice instead of like eh, a bottle of wine. Everyone's got it. It's a little bit more like, oh, if you're going to someone's house, it's like, here's something to bring. That's a little bit nice. All right, let's do a couple of kitchen ones. Rochelle says she uses kitchen scissors to chop up grapes, toast. This never occurred to me. Pancakes, meatballs, pizza, you name it. Can't remember how I lived before kitchen scissors. I agree, but I find kitchen scissors can be... The the second part of this is you have to get kitchen scissors that come apart because otherwise you can't wash them and they get gross too quickly. You have to get the ones that... And they're a pain because sometimes they come apart when you don't want them to, but to really wash kitchen scissors... Yes. I think you have to get the ones that come apart. I didn't know. I always wondered why my kitchen scissors like fell apart all the time. It's because you're supposed to so they can be cleaned. I didn't know. Yes, because otherwise this stuff gets stuck in the grooves and then you're like, I kind of want to chop up some parsley, but that looks like old meatballs in there and it's gross you can also use pizza cutters laura says she uses pizza cutters for pancakes we got after much trial and error we like to make pizzas at our house here's a hack make your own pizza dinner we started during the pandemic because we were trying to give business to local restaurants we would pick up pizza dough and sauce and cheese now we just get the pizza dough and then we get a cauliflower crust we do a veggie one we mix it all up But make your own pizza is a great dinner, especially if you picky eaters like I do. It's a little bit like, well, you can pick what goes on yours and it has resulted my 
daughter's go-to pizza is pizza sauce and sausage, no cheese. (laughs) She asked if she could make it with ketchup instead of pizza sauce. And I was like, that's actually a bridge too far of grossness (laughs) for me. My son likes cheddar cheese and bacon. Like they can really just make whatever they want on them. But it's the kind of dinner where you're all eating as a family, but everybody kind of gets just what they want for dinner, which is great. We do this whenever we have like extra kids visiting, cousins, friends, whatever. We'll often do something we call walking tacos. And it's just like everything you'd put in a taco, but it's in bowls and you walk down the table because some kid's going to have a cheese taco and that's it. Right. And I have one of those kids and that's fine. And then somebody else wants the jalapenos, whatever. But you lay it out and then everybody's having something. It's kind of a nice thing. Even when we had dinner with you guys as a family, Amy's kids are a little bit older than mine. My kids are probably not as good eaters as Amy's kids. But it was kind of like a smorgasbord of like leftovers kind of stuff. But it was like, oh, my kids will eat the steak Mm -hmm. and they'll have a little bit of zucchini. And like that's a nice way to throw a meal in general when you've got a bunch of kids because you're not doing the thing of like everyone staring at the Mm -hmm. kid who won't eat lasagna and the mom is really feeling awful. It's nice to kind of be like, it's pick and choose, but it's Mm -hmm. one meal. So it's not like everyone has to eat the same prepared weird casserole that your kid may not like. And I'm fine with your kid not liking it. But it's enough options that like everybody can find something they'll eat on the table. Love it. But what I was saying before about pizza cutters is we finally, after lots of trial and error, got one. It's like a heavy duty pizza cutter. It's got a big sharp blade and it's got a big hard handle. And we're just slicing and dicing at our house. I use it for everything. I cut everything up with that bad boy. I want to finish with a very important specific thing you might need to know if your kid gets a Lego up his nose. Kimberly says... Now, it's a a mom hack you may never want to need, but you may need it. We're narrow casting. (laughs) This will save you a trip to the urgent care. As I say on Twitter, somebody needs to hear this. I don't know who it is, but (laughs) I don't know who needs to hear this. But when your kid shoves a Lego up their nose, close the opposite nostril, the non-blocked nostril, and have them blow hard, it will probably come down far enough for you to grab it with tweezers. Let's hope. We are not medical. We're not doctors. No, this is not medical advice. And don't use the needle nose. Use the softer tweezers. Maybe take them to the urgent care and have them do this at the urgent care. But it might work. Yeah. Well, my daughter, I got called to school. They were like, she stuck a pencil eraser in her ear. And I just, my whole night was like, now I got to take her to the urgent care and blah, 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 blah. And let me tell you. I was able to get it with tweezers myself and I just felt superhuman. It was awesome. the great, my greatest achievement. That's a super awesome mom hack. Yeah, if you can save yourself a trip to the urgent care, your life is worth living. Hey guys, have you checked out our merch store yet? bit.ly slash whatfreshmerch. We have everything. We have sweatshirts and notebooks and this. We have tweet tweet stuff. We have, there's always a thing and a thing stuff. I just ordered myself an Oldie Lock sweatshirt. I'm hoping I might meet a fan in the wild wearing my Oldie Lock sweatshirt. Keep an eye out on the, on the gritty streets. Oh, I am going on the merch store and checking it out myself. bit.ly slash whatfreshmerch. Yeah. All lowercase letters or just find the link on our Facebook page or our website or anywhere. But come buy some merch and join the Oldie Locks <laughs> or any of the What Fresh Hell reps out there. And when you get your merch, put a picture of it on our Facebook page because we want to see you wearing it. And with that, friends, I hope you enjoyed these hacks and we will talk to you on our next episode. So long. Thanks for listening. If you're a parent, I invite you to join us at the Mindful Mama podcast, where it's all about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent. 
with sometimes hilarious and always thought-provoking experts and friends. At Mindful Mama, we know that you cannot give what you do not have. And when you have calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm Hunter Clark Fields, and I can't wait to see you there. Listen in to the Mindful Mama podcast. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, whew, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us 